Welcome back to the Hit Refresh podcast, everyone. And today we have yet another amazing guest for you. And today we're going to talk about body language and nonverbal communication, especially because it's not given the focus that it should be, but there's someone to save the day. So today we have with us Kathy Butt. She's the founder and CEO of Simply Body Talk and QKids. She has trained for mastery in nonverbal communication with retired FBI special agent Joe Navarro and a certified expert in reading micro expressions by Paul Ekman. She has worked with the elite forces of Indian military along with senior leaders from international companies including Adani, Deloitte, Wipro, Google, Capgemini, Panasonic, etc. She has been featured as a body language expert from time to time by leading media houses and has been quoted in various magazines. She has also received several national and international awards for her business excellence. Her post graduation was done in business management from SP Jain School of Global Management and she graduated in, in information technology from Nirma University. So thank you ma'am thank you for joining us today. We are Hi, so Taylor. glad to have you. Thank you. Thank you for having me on your show. Yeah so uh, at the start of the episode we thought let's go back to the start. Hmm. So can you just uh, walk us through how simply body talk started and qkids started and where did you find the inspiration to do something with body language and build something sure. out of it? Sure. So, uh, Simply Body Talk is the one I started when I, uh, you know, started my own business. This was back in 2013. So, it's one thing to know what your passion is, right? So, uh, since my college days, which is when 2000, right? That's when I picked up a book on body language. I had read that book. Somewhere it just stuck on with me. I didn't know this is something I've been following up when I met people when I was in Dubai, right? A lot of people from different cultures. then when i was working with a corporate where i used to meet bankers again from different nationalities and all and then i started my own so i was helping my mother in law before i started my own business there again i was meeting a lot of people from different domains some were artisans some were corporates i didn't know that you know somewhere unconsciously i was observing people all the time and then one day when i wanted to start my own business i knew now i'm ready to do i went back to the notes that i had made and somewhere i realized that all my life what i have been doing is tracking human behavior so it's high time i started my own business in this and the challenge at that time again 2013 is what we are talking about is that at that time what i realized is a lot of people know about uh, say image consulting so the typical uh, you know uh, let me call it stereotype that a lot of us have about body language is that it's uh, about dressing well it's about handshakes it's about eye contact but like as we will be you know discussing uh, during this uh, you know discussion as well it's much more beyond just that bit okay so to convince people that you know this is my passion here is what i can do i can read people i can teach you to read people so that you can connect with them and turning it into something that makes money it's a big challenge right so i started yeah, out with uh, training with the right people i started out with you know interviewing students like you i was associated with time institute where i read them gave them inputs on how you know during interviews they can become better yeah. and then i got my first coaching client i did open format interviews and then that was when we reached the corporates that now we are working with and then after that there was no looking back so that was simply what it talk in a gist and q kids i launched in 2019 when uh, again my daughter was growing up so i realized that you know with kids there are a lot of misconceptions in the market like people teach that okay how do you read emotions on faces and all kids can read emotions the day they are born right so if we want to teach kids about body language emotions and social skills it has to be beyond the these misconceptions 
like when i when my daughter turned 7 my husband challenged me that you've been speaking about this for a long time her birthday is coming up you know why don't you organize a party around the concept of body language and that threw yeah. me off because how do you teach kids about body language in a party yeah. event right so but i took it on because i like challenges and that's when officially q kids was launched in 2019 with that party event and after that there's been no lucky looking back covid just yeah. helped us out because kids were locked down and you know we started getting international kids also joining into our programs and yeah that's yeah. about in uh, just how these two companies came into the existence yeah, yeah. the stories are really interesting especially how a birthday party has in, uh, inspired to get a whole organization set up which is helping yeah. so many kids but you know as you said it's very true that as soon as we think of like body language or uh like what we have been told for like before going in interviews it's just like dress properly keep your tie there and it's your handshake your handshake should be very firm and the rest uh just just you should know everything else there's nothing much to it and that's this that's the underlying thing which everyone gets and we're just so glad that we'll be covering the details and the actual thing which is there so like before we go into the details of how body language should be used and how everything so we were uh, curious to know that how do you meet uh, the spe- fbi specialist in joe navarro and like how did you like uh, interact with him and how influential has he been in your life so um like i mentioned right i was uh, reading about body language way back in 2000 so it's not been a subject which i have not read about i've read a lot of books on the subject so if i wanted to formally train with somebody it has to be a subject expert for one and second it has to be somebody with experience because you know a lot of people they are professors in the field but then when it comes to actually going out there and you know experiencing there's a difference right so i read about uh, a lot of programs a lot of trainings that happen and this is the one that i shortlisted one because uh, uh joe navarro right he is my teacher he's somebody who's been in this field for a very long time 40 years plus behavioral unit of fbi and that's what made me sure that if i wanted to learn he's the right person so now i reached out to him first go the fees were too high for me after that he was not free he was not available somewhere probably felt that you know is this student really passionate enough and dedicated enough to you know take up this uh, course and finish it because the format of this course was such that it's not a one day thing that you know you sit in for a day listen to your teacher and at the end of it you get a train the trainer certification that's not how his course works right it's like a long process you have to get your content validated and that's exactly what i wanted that if i know 100 things how much of it is actually true so if a teacher validates it, it validates it for me that makes it i'm me very confident that okay what i'm talking about that's absolutely correct so that's how it was like two whole years one year of me just collecting the fees money and the second year of me just following up with him convincing him that you know i will be a good student i'll do good good i'll do well in your course and then finally he accepted me into his uh, training it was a very intense time around 9 to 10 months of me putting everything aside and just you know focusing on the world around me observing people making my notes passing them on to my teacher him telling me where i was going right where i was not going right where i needed to you know make a few minor tweaks into my understanding of the subject 
and ultimately i did have a few fights as well i got all those emails where you know i had questioned them that you know is this really how it works so it was an interesting journey at the end of it um, 100% confident about you know what uh, knowledge i have and he, he, i have huge respect for him even today so i keep following up with whatever work he is doing and any new steps that i take like when i launched qkids when i took up our, our first military assignment these are the times that you know you actually go and bow down to your teacher right he is not in india so yeah. i mail him and uh, that's how our communication goes so huge huge respect for him and i am in touch whenever the opportunity comes up yeah, yeah. that's how it is that's that's just amazing yeah so uh, the next question is uh, at basically our podcast is uh, by students for students Hmm. and majority of our listeners are students so what are some body language tips and uh, hacks that you would like to give students and uh, who are freshmen or uh, those who are passing out which will help them to be more confident and authentic in their uh, professional lives that they have to face ahead okay so uh, let me start that by you know asking this question uh, maybe you can you know internally question yourself where exactly does body language help you right so first thought that most of us have is you know when you are sitting in for that interview you have to have your body language right that's yeah. correct obviously you know interviewers are paying a lot of attention to your body language but that's not the end of it right so a lot of uh, different places where body language plays a role even when you join the corporate world there will be people who might be coming uh, from different backgrounds and all you would need to interact with them i've been in it myself and i've seen that you know those kind of roles where you know interactions are not many that's where somewhere you know we miss out on learning about how to interact with people how to understand them for what they are saying versus what they actually mean right even when it comes to understanding your friends and family better body language is there everywhere even you know if you are just in a group interacting with your friends is he understanding you is somebody feeling left out are you you know able to talk about your passion with your friends yeah. even investors when we talk to investors one of the biggest things they tell us is that you know more than the idea they look at how much passion do you have for that idea because a lot of students you know they are looking at starting their own business or a startup after the uh, college is done so these are the things to remember that body language is not just about interviews it's much beyond that so now coming to what are the few things to remember first thing is first impressions obviously we most of us know about that that you know your non verbal communication or what you are communicating beyond the words that you used to communicate that begins the minute somebody you know looks at you for the very first time so first impressions are important right from the minute you walk into a room to you know how you're dressed how groomed you look how you do that first handshake or that eye contact you maintain right but when you want to look confident there's a lot more to it uh like the easiest thing to remember is two two things the easiest like when you want to look confident the first one is keep your body open what that means is you don't shrink and and sit you don't sit with your shoulders drooped and all these things become unnatural he is already correcting himself please <laughs> okay so one of the first natural things that happen because most of us are on devices be it the phone which makes us you know shrink and because you want to you know handle the phone with two hands or the laptops where again you are shrinking yourself in so these naturally tend to make us a little more shrink than we should be 
So when you are talking to people, be it you know on the stage or be it even otherwise, first thing to remember is keep your bodies a little open and a little big. I'm not saying you know spread yourselves out and stand or set yeah. but a little bigger. And the second thing is stop hiding behind barriers. Now these barriers again laptops, so we feel good, no, that there's something in between. So I don't have to. If I don't like something, if I'm not comfortable, I can hide behind that laptop flap or beat a folder in your hand or a paper if you're sitting in front of, say, an interviewer or your boss. So these are the things to avoid. If you can just, you know, master these two things, it will take care of you looking naturally more confident. Now, what are the other things? Maybe, you know, as we discuss, I can uh, discuss it out with you. But uh, another thing is also that, you know, when you start feeling a little uncomfortable, you should be able to be aware about it, right? Uh, some of us, we start rocking on our, in our chair. Some of us start tapping our pen. Some of us start move shifting our chairs around. So it's not about trying to hide or minimize what you're doing or how your body language is coming across. But it's more about understanding what you do with your bodies when you feel good and comfortable versus when you don't feel so good and not so comfortable. If you are able to do these bits correctly, then you will be able to address it as and how the situation is. Okay, so yeah, so that is like one of those things that uh, even th when you just open your shoulders and stand up, it it that itself gives you a bit of a. I guess it's your subconscious just gets a bit more open, and you're not that anxious about what you were earlier, but I feel that does help. So uh, like the follow-up question to this, which we have is that now uh, we know like a few tips, which mm -hmm. we heard in the podcast now, all the audience have heard it, but, and they started implementing it uh, today, tomorrow, day after tomorrow, they went into an interview or an in-person interview and they tried to do it. But then after a, after a week or after a month that you'll, people like tend to just fall back into their old habits. So how do we sustain the habits or behavior? So like in, not instead of making it a chance or like a thing which we just picked up or just copied for once, but how do we turn that into a habit? Okay, so let me stop you right there and give you this one first tip, which is that don't try out any technique on day one. So supposing uh, one of the things we discussed is that, you know, you don't put barriers in between when you're seated in any kind of discussion. Now you might think, okay, this is something I do. Let me not do it next time when I go in for an official meeting anyways, right? Be it with your teacher, be it with your investor, wherever. Now the first thing to remember is any technique in body language that you try out, which is not coming naturally to you, you shouldn't try it out in any high stakes situation. Because the minute you start trying to tweak your body language, the first thing that's going to happen is you will feel uncomfortable with it. So you have to learn to, you know, deal with that discomfort first. Once you do that, it will become a natural part of your personality. Uh, there are a lot of, you know, hand gestures that we use. Now, supposing, you know, you try and think, okay, in the last, uh, you know, discussion, we learned about the fact that you can keep your hands perpendicular when you're talking and that helps you to state facts. Now, suddenly in a discussion, you are trying to adjust to that. What's going to happen is your focus will go more on your body language, less on the content that you want to discuss. And also you'll not be listening to what the other person is saying. So there's a lot of research which says that, you know, the fact that, you know, you're listening into somebody that's very, very important. So unless, you know, you're trying out these techniques beforehand, you'll not be able to implement them naturally during a conversation or an interaction that's happening. 
So now coming to the question that you asked that, you know, how do you make it like a lifelong kind of a, uh, implementation that how do you uh, take up good body language tricks and make sure that you are following them up throughout your life? A few things to remember is you should know yourself. Now, easiest thing to do is just record yourself, look at how you appear, how you sound, be it on a video recording, audio recording. Easiest is also the mirror, but a, a lot of us get a little conscious when we are standing in front of the mirror. So you can record yourself and keep looking at it, right? Uh, another thing is to follow the personalities that inspire you. It's not just what they are saying that generally inspires us. It's a lot of different things that come together. So why don't we also look at what is the role of non-verbal communication in the whole process? Now, supposing you like, say, a personality like Ratan Tata. So what you can do is look at him and follow him in all possible avenues, like when he is giving a speech, what kind of techniques is this person using? When the same individual is, say, in a media interview, does he vary the techniques that he's using? Then you go for, say, his discussion with students, right? More of an informal kind of discussion. What happens when he's on the shop floor with his own employees? Does that change? So these are the ways in which, you know, you understand that how do the famous personalities or people who you look up to for as icons, how do they tweak their body language depending on the situation, right? So that's the key to remember that it's not just one technique that works all the time. And different techniques that you implement, they should come naturally to you. The way this happens is one, you keep practicing over time and two, you keep observing other people also. Because it's one thing to use 10 techniques from my end. But supposing I don't see you both nodding back at me, I'm supposed to either slow down or I'm supposed to rewind and explain something a little better. How does that happen? Only if we are observing people around us. So some of the things to remember so that, you know, we implement the techniques of body language throughout our life. Yeah. And uh, one question, like the follow up will be that uh, when you like, uh, while you were preparing with Joe Navarro, you said that mm -hmm. you were observing everyone and everything around you. So, and even in the example which you gave now that if we watch a video or uh, interview of suppose Ratan Tata, so what all are the aspects which you notice in there? Is it like, do you notice his hands or, or do you notice like the whole thing? Like if, if his, like, uh, is he nodding at this interval or like what are the things which you notice and how do you implement what those learnings in your, in the body language? Okay, so uh, one or two tips which I'll give you there. First one is a lot of us have this misconception that, you know, I understood that by looking at their face, right? If you ask somebody, the first reaction that comes is, huh, that reaction came on this person's face. That is why I got to know what he or she is feeling. So face does play a role that is very important. In fact, the number of facial expressions that a face is capable of giving out, that ranges somewhere from 6,000 to 10,000 thousand somewhere okay that's the number of muscles that we have on the face but that does not mean that you know we only focus on the face naturally most of us feel that's the case but then we are looking at the entire body so it begins by you know understanding that the whole body plays a role when we are talking about body language for one which means right from your head going all the way to your toes, everything is playing a role somewhere or the other. Even say when you are doing a video call, right? You might feel that, okay, I am able to see only the top part of the torso. So how does the rest of the body play a role? That's not the way it goes, right? So that's about which part of the body plays a role. Every bit plays a role. 
then we come to how so the how is also important there are things like movements there are things like uh, so movement means you know how quickly uh, your body is moving supposing you know you are somebody who keeps nodding once in a while when you are getting what the other person is saying now supposing during a conversation you i feel that you know that nodding has stopped so i would know that okay maybe you are not paying attention or maybe you are thinking about something i said or the other way around you start nodding a little too much right so that's a change in movement then the second one would be something called orientation orientation means how my body is turned towards somebody or away from somebody so when we talk to interviewers one of the first things they mention is supposing an interviewer sits in and their body is turned towards the exit it gives them this hint that you know this person is not very confident right so that's a tip for you right there that the first time when you sit down for an interview make sure that you're facing the interviewer with the entire body not just with your face so these are some of the things uh, there are a lot of different aspects that play a role so we have devised and model in house which is called the q connect model if any of you are interested we do have courses some of them are free also which are there on our website so you can go through them the whole idea being that you look at body language then you put everything together and then you are able to understand what exactly people are communicating through their bodies now you might feel that you know we were already observing people so how do we you know is is that wrong or was there something yeah. incorrect about it that's not it some of us are naturally very very good at observing people very accurate and we are able to you know take action also based on what we are seeing some of us we are too busy or too involved with ourselves right i might be trying to multitask so i am thinking that okay let me text to my friend i'm also listening to what the other friend is saying so i'm getting what he is saying now problems arise supposing you have got a project and three of you are working together you are texting to one friend and you are asking the other friend are you going to be able to you know finish your bit and give it to me by night then i'll sit in through the night and i'll finish my bit now this friend while he is nodding you a yes or he is saying a yes his whole body language is saying something very different were you busy texting to that other friend and not paying attention to what he is saying or through his body what will happen is you will be waiting at night waiting for that bit of the assignment to come in but it's not coming in yeah. so if you had paid attention to that body language you would have observed that okay he is saying yes but he is himself not very convinced about it so the point being mm-hmm. some of us are good at it some of us are not as observant so the minute you start observing people you'll naturally start becoming better at it but there's a technique and a, you know a method to become even more better if you take that up you can improve that a lot more so oh, that's that's uh, really amazing <laughs> so next question we uh, actually wanted to ask is uh, about non verbal communication so we just wanted to know that uh, is non verbal communication body language are they the same and uh, what all tips do you advise to students so that they can ex- express themselves better better okay so when we talk about non verbal communication that means besides the words that you're using to communicate what else is there which forms a part of your entire communication communication is generally when you know in human interactions what happens is you want to say something i want to say something and we use our words and our bodies to exchange that between ourselves right so that's all communication now when we talk about non verbal communication it's generally referred to as body language because that's the common lingo which most of us understand but when we talk about the technical bit of non verbal communication there's a lot more to it just think of it as all the senses that we have the five senses right 
what all do you take in or what how all do you use them that all makes up for non-verbal communication and the sixth sense that we say we have that's basically when you put all these non-verbals in place all the you know things that your six five senses are telling you and you are able to make sense of it that's the sixth bit right so when you say that you know i got a sense that this is going to happen why did you get that sense because something in the background was already telling you about it like when you open your house and you smell the gas leak in the house immediately you might just start opening up the windows before even realizing why you're doing it right yeah. so that's how important non-mobile communication is it's ingrained in our brains which means you know long long back the words that we are using to communicate that's around 100000 years old but this bit which we developed that goes back to millions of years like 3 4 million years back when we were all you know monkeys in the jungle not even into the evolved humans that we are right so in those yeah. jungle times what happens is if two monkeys wanted to communicate they would use different body language and also if a lion is passing by is this lion going to come and eat me what is it going to do so these are the ways in which body language or let's say non verbal communication plays a role and it's stayed constant throughout the times so a lot of us say that you know with things going digital the importance of maybe body language non verbal communication has gone down that's not the case and that's what students also need to remember that you know no matter how much technology is going to come and you might you know go for a lot of things online because that's the way the world is evolving especially after this whole lockdown right but what we need to remember is the way we say things the how bit of communication is even more important than the what bit because like i said interviewers pay attention to it when you are going to get promoted it's paid a lot of attention to when investors put money into businesses that's what they pay attention to it so next time make sure that you understand that how i'm seeing things are more important than the what bit and so even if you're not feeling very confident or you know you're rehearsing that okay if i'm asked a question about tell me something about yourself or what is your business all about you might be thinking okay these are the keywords that i want to use or i want to begin over here and i want to end over here that's not the bit that you should first be focusing on how do i come across how do i settle myself down how do i look more confident and maybe one more tip that you can use to look more confident don't hide your hands right a lot of times when i have been taking interviews for students what i observed is when they come in somewhere you know they are in awe of the person on the other side of the table because somewhere they feel that the authority is more the power is more their experience is more different things that come to mind but what happens is they just you know shrink and sit like that right like the way i am showing you what happens is you suddenly don't look as confident even though your answers might be totally correct it it can be used even in your vivas the minute you walk in into any meeting just make sure that your hands are on the table at an angle and you are looking confident and settled in before you begin the whole process of communicating with anybody be it any topic right so and eye contact is also very important again with things going online we've lost that touch of humans and somewhere you know we've forgotten how important it is to not multitask but to look at people acknowledge them and speak to them while you might think that okay i'm paying attention to what they are saying if you maintain eye contact one you will be able to understand what exactly they are saying and two people like to be acknowledged it's not just about people in authority it's even people who you know are at the same level as you 
they like it when you show that them i you have my 100% attention so a few things and if you do them right then i think at least the basics of non verbal communications are taken care of yes ma'am uh, ma'am so one question that arises is that we know all these steps so how do we know like if someone else uh, has also prepared and come so how do you so okay so the question arises because that uh, you feed out of the other person's energy also in the conversation okay. so if the other person is faking it because we have the saying that for confidence you fake it till you make it so everyone uh, almost like if people are not confident they're just faking it so and you kind of catch it or something so then how do you re- re- react to that well and how do you do that in a in any setting not as not only an interview setting but also in a normal conversation with friends or colleagues okay so there's this one concept called complementary posturing and there's another concept called mirroring so these might sound very uh, complicated but we do all these things very very naturally what complementary posturing means is just because the other person looks more uh, big dominant confident aggressive authoritative what happens is naturally somewhere we start shrinking down we feel without realizing it a lot of times that you know that person is looking big and confident hence am i there am i as good as the other person so naturally start shrinking inwards that's the first thing to remember that just because somebody maybe they are faking it maybe they are authentic but the thing to remember is just because somebody is looking a certain way you don't have to look the same way second comes the concept of mirroring so now when mirroring there are lots and lots of things to discuss but what i want you to remember is uh, don't you know copy somebody's negative uh, body language so what that means is you know naturally somewhere what happens is when two people are speaking to each other we as humans we like to be a part of a group that's the way the human brain is so what happens here is if somebody is behaving in a certain way their body language is in a certain way we naturally if we feel the way they are we tend to start looking similar to them this is a natural yeah. part of the process so coming back to what you said that if somebody is faking it if they are looking big and you also somewhere in the process of either consciously copying them or unconsciously copying them do that it's working well for you the negative bit is when you know somebody starts closing down because they don't like what they uh, what they are hearing or they feel they are superior to you or anybody else in the conversation if you start copying that then what happens is the conversation is going nowhere within minutes what you'll realize is is the bags are packed everybody is going home and nothing's come out of that conversation now with this could be for some project discussion that all the friends have come together to do it could be that you've gone to convince your teacher that okay the idea that we have that's the one we want to work on it could be just about anything so these are the two things to remember uh what else so when it comes to somebody faking it generally what happens is unless you rehearsed it that's why i mentioned that you know any body language technique that you want you should be trying it out before stepping into any room ample number of times it can't be on the big day when things matter to you you go in and sit there right so if you practice it enough these um, beat hand gestures beat eye contact that all will come naturally but if somebody is you know trying to fake it what will happen is the body language and the words they will not go together 
what you will feel is you know somewhere maybe he said something then he started using his hands to do yeah. those kind of gestures so we have a lot of these interesting examples and case studies if we did like an a visual interview i could have shown you a lot of these pictures where you yeah. know what happens is even famous personalities right sometimes when they are coached for interviews it's very easy to make out because what's happening is their words are coming first then the body language is following up in real life what happens is either the words and the body language go together or because our brains work instinctively the first reaction sometimes comes from your bodies even before the words come out right so if these two things are happening then the person is naturally authentic in what they are trying to express to you if not then probably they have thought through how they want to speak what they want to speak and that's how it's coming out yeah yeah i totally agree because uh... i mean even though we are not experts but uh, it's it's pretty easy to identify that uh, there are some th- saying something else and their body language is uh, showing something else yeah so yeah. the only thing is next time just pay attention if you do that bit then uh, you know a lot yeah. of things are already sorted out yeah <laughs> so a uh, uh, follow up question that uh, you are you are talking about interviews you are talking about interviews so we wanted to ask is uh, hmm. so how how is uh, people say that first impression is the last impression so Yeah. Do you do you agree with that, or or we can change it later? Ah, uh, so a lot of things actually, a lot of it from my own experience. What happens is okay. So the first impression is important because if you get that wrong somewhere, uh, a lot of interviewers are very biased. It shouldn't be like that, but a lot of interviewers are biased. Now they are not asking for too much. all uh, most of the interviewers want and i worked with the very very senior inter, uh, interviewers also right the basic that they ask is that you dress well you groom well and you go in for an interview that's the basic that they are asking for they are not yes. asking you to be experts in body language and use the most amazing of hand gestures and you know torso movements and all that's not what they are asking so one or two interesting things that come out from you know speaking to a lot of interviewers one they look at your shoes okay so if your shoes are not polished they don't like it so it's about you know how much of detail you are paying to your own first impressions and the second thing is that handshake if you don't get that right then again it puts a lot of people off because it's that initial bit which helps you to build that first connect with your interviewer within seconds of just meeting him so get these two things right and you know somewhere you are already settled in into that interview however if you not been able to do that say there's rain and you get your shirt wet or it was a last minute interview call and you didn't get enough time to get groom in and go then there are other things as well like uh, you know they want to see a follow up of that first impression throughout the interview that's where body language becomes very important and that's why body language is not limited to those first minutes two minutes of meeting somebody there are a lot of examples i could share with you where i've changed my opinion i know of interviews of change their opinion of candidates because one either because their first impressions and what follows afterwards that doesn't match or what happens is maybe they didn't make that first great impression but they believe in the answers that they are able to you know speak on during that entire process of Uh, be it an interview, be it a startup meeting, whatever it be, right? So those are the two things to remember: that get your first impressions right. But if you don't get that right, you cannot just freak out thinking what will happen. There are other ways to make up for it. The whole idea being: have you practiced enough? If you just paid attention to the content, then you might not get it correct. 
so as much time or maybe more that you're spending on your content spend on how you want to speak about it then you will get that body language correct and that is important for interviewers so coming back to your question first impressions are important they do stay on for a lot of the time and if that first impression is not correct a lot of times interviewers don't find it easy to connect with the candidates but that's not about it it's important that the follow up follow up of your entire interview sticks on somewhere to that impression that you wanted to make on your interview and one more tip which i want to share with you uh, while you know the body language is important that you know you want to rehearse that you also want to make sure that you don't wear new dress when you go for that first interview why i'm saying uh, saying this is because a lot of times what i observed is Uh, you don't wear that dress on a normal basis now what happens because of that is you are not comfortable when you go and sit and you are speaking to that interviewer now because of that what happens is that entire body language goes for a toss you are either shrugging your shoulders or you know there's that price tag at the back which is sticking in your neck so your neck is going all the way like that or yeah. uh, in a lot of suits what happens is it restricts your hand movements So yeah. unless you have rehearsed in the dress as well before going into a meeting don't wear the new dress on that d day so these are a few things you should be remembering yeah. that uh, there are some really amazing tips uh, we'll keep that in mind <laughs> yeah. so uh, so another question that we had uh, just regarding about the two companies uh, simply body talk and cute kids is hmm. so oh, what what uh, what is the future plan of these two companies like uh, have you planned anything uh, ahead so a lot of things actually um, for simply body talk uh, it deals with a lot of you know senior leadership positions and we work with them for coaching for uh, corporates we do trainings and all that in this whole uh, last two years with the lockdown and all we've shifted a lot of our offerings also online which means a lot of courses and all have been short we have released them so for those of you who like body language you can even take up online courses okay so coming okay. back so for future what happens is we have started a lot of research in this area research meaning we worked with um, say with military we worked with threat threat assessment like when an assassin walks into a room within seconds can you make out before that attempt to you know take somebody's life is done then we worked with a media company where the trp of a reality show was not going correct and they had consulted us how can you make it proper how can you know the judges bring in more emotions through their body language during the show so these are a few areas which we are developing right now what happens there is we go as consultancy experts and we give them inputs on how their own productivity can increase because body language plays a role say retail right so in when you go for shopping the person on the floor has to be able to understand your body language and know whether you as a shopper wants to be approached or not if you are a shopper can they upsell to you or not so these are all you know different fields which are there in india not many people in fact i don't know of anybody who is already doing that kind of work so that's the area which we had started developing and we are continuing to do that since things have you know started opening up and with cute kids again we have a lot of modules we have a lot of you know life skill courses personal coaching we've got our own website for kids which they can come and uh, you know learn a lot of skills like emotional skills social skills public speaking natural confidence all that 
during this entire two years of journey which i've had with cute kids what i've somewhere realized is a lot of parents they are focusing unnecessarily on academics so the next step which i'm taking right now very very actively is to put the message out there to students to parents that academics is very important but that's not the end of life because a lot of times what happens is you know not everybody can do great at academics but that doesn't mean that you know you can't do well in your careers right yeah. so for that what we are doing is we are approaching parents and giving them this message that we are there we can help with your uh, you know we can work with your kids we can prepare them for studies abroad we can help them to get culturally sensitized to different cultures if they are planning to you know go to different places be it within india be it outside so the whole idea being academics is one thing but building your overall personality is another thing and that's what we are building within kids through personal coaching and other ways yeah uh, that is just brilliant so for all the listeners you can check out the youtube channel and the website simplybodytalk.com and especially the youtube channel because both of us we while researching for this interview we went through all the videos and it's it's really interesting and we we found ourselves binging those videos just to see like how uh, and okay i don't want to give spoilers so you guys check it out on your own and uh, but it's just it's insanely interesting and we checked out a few and we really loved them so thank you for that teja <laughs> yes. yeah we put in a lot of time and you know thought into building that content because uh there are two types of crowds one is the crowd that understands body language and they want to learn it in detail and then there's another crowd that wants to know what is the subject all about so catering mm-hmm. to these two different audiences sometimes can be a challenge so we've tried to address all that yeah. in our videos yeah yeah it's, it's absolutely great it's a mix of learning plus it's also you're just curious of what uh how the okay i'll i'll not give any, i'll not give anything away we want our listeners to check it out in their own so uh so yeah so this concludes our questions segment so a new segment which we introduced in our episodes is an audience segment which is that we take an audience audience questions and so the first question is asked by sarthak and he asks how does one start studying or learning about body language uh so few different ways the easiest one is you know body language works both ways right one is that you understand your own body language and the other is that you start understanding the person who's across from you the easiest way is just keep your eyes and ears open all your senses in fact open and it will help you to just take things in from your environment and start learning because naturally the way our species is designed is that you know we attend to people's body language and not just to what they're saying that's naturally what comes to most of us however if you want a technical you know uh, let's say a method to madness like is there a proper way to learn what you can do is we've got our website that's got a lot of tips and tricks you can you know read a lot of articles we've got online courses which are free you can take them up and you can learn how to start uh, for any layman the easiest way is start looking at the entire body look at what different things are you know happening and try and put it all together because ultimately if the body is saying different things to different parts then there are ways of understanding okay hands i can forge i can't forge what my feet are saying or a lot of times i can't forge what my facial expressions are saying so once you start understanding all these nuances then you can start putting everything together and that makes you an expert at being able to decode what other people are saying and coming to yourself so once you start observing yourself be it through videos be it through t- taking inputs from 
say your family, your friends, then what happens is you start becoming better and better every day. That's about what it takes, right? One small change per day and you become nat good naturally over time. So yeah, yes. that's what you can do. And yeah, so I guess the baseline of this interview is that once you take in all the tips, practice. And that is like yes. the main thing which you have to put in by yourself. Yeah. So our uh, next question is by Ishan. He asks, uh, what are some uh, body language characteristics that portray low confidence and that we should stay away from? Uh, again, see, one thing which I need to advise you is while a lot of these techniques can be tried and rehearsed, body language is one thing you cannot hide. Okay, so I don't want you all to get under this misconception that, you know, if I just spread myself out and sit, I look big and confident and dominant and all. The way, and that's the beauty of body language, that while a part of you might be doing something, the other bit is what gives you away. So uh, yeah. coming back, can you just repeat that question so I can give you a very sharp answer? Yeah. So what are some body language characteristics that portray low confidence and that we should stay away from? Yeah. So that's the bit which is a little tricky, right? Because you can try out a lot of techniques, but how much of it you will be able to implement it will depend on your state of mind are you really confident about what you're seeing or are you not confident if you're confident body language naturally will show that out however keep these two things in mind which i said right avoid barriers avoid too much of movement and that should take care of making you look settled down and in control and open to that communication because the way uh, you know our brains work is if i don't like something i'll want to go away from it i'll want to hide from it or i'll want to feel comfortable so unless you are not giving out these signals the other person will feel that you are naturally good and confident so settle down don't move around too much don't let there be you know laptops or papers or files or folders and this will work naturally and simply for you yeah okay so the next question is by Jhansi and she asks how to trust someone whether the person is genuine on their words or not and how do we identify them by their actions and if they're not good then how do we be far away from them? Uh, okay, so listening to people is very important. When I say listening, it's not just to the words, it's everything put together, right? Like I mentioned even previously, a lot of research says Things get solved, you get business, you get jobs, only if you're listening to what the other person is saying to you or communicating to you. So now if you were listening, if you were paying attention to their words and their body language both, you would get to know if you know things are not going together. So that's the biggest giveaway in a lot of times. Like when I'm saying a yes to you, but that nod is coming a little later on. Or I'm trying to show my happiness, but then you know, somewhere that happiness is staying for just too long on my face or on my body that shows you that okay this person is trying to say something else but maybe they mean it maybe they don't but one thing is that you know just because you are you know looking at people and responding that shouldn't mean that you become suspicious of everybody around you see it will only be sometimes that you know we want to kind of put on a show which is not exactly how we are feeling in most other cases, if we know people well, if you know we are amongst our friends and families, we generally want to let them know what's happening in our minds. So if you start uh, doubting everybody you come across, then it's not going to be a happy place for you. 
right that being said just keep your eyes and ears open you will be able to know when somebody means something else and sometimes people might even need your help right your friend might say that no no i am all okay but if you had paid attention to, to them you might have known that okay it was time for me to put my things aside my priorities aside and sit with him spend some time with him or her and give them that attention and you know maybe help them out a little more so that's about yes. it you know be more involved in your discussions with people when you are with them and that should be able to sort out a lot of things for you yes yeah so our next question is by vaibhavi uh, she asks uh, what can we do to use body language to our advantage when we personally don't feel too confident again uh, practice enough that's what will make you you know naturally more confident however there are a few techniques that have been talked about some of them have been debated about so i'll share that one tip with you uh, it's by a very famous professor called amy cuddy she has uh, you know uh, written about this power pose uh, this has been under a lot of controversy recently but if you read her book there's a lot of different uh, you know uh, research that she's also cited which says the same thing so let me share the technique with you or that technique generally says is that you try out naturally uh, big poses for a few minutes before stepping into an interview now these poses could be body language power poses if you follow things like yoga even yoga has got some power poses so naturally any and every technique that makes you make your body bigger that's what you try out for maybe 2 or 3 minutes before you step into any situation that makes you feel less confident or less comfortable what this does is there are a lot of you know chemical changes that happen in the body i don't want to get into all those nuances but what happens generally is when you're not confident within those first two minutes is where that confidence is shaky once you settle down into any conversation presentation interview generally things become okay so that those 2 3 minutes initially that's the bit which will naturally be a little more settled down if you try to you know this power posing before stepping into any uh, discussion that might make you feel frightened it could also be asking your father if you wanted to marry somebody right there also it can help you out yeah <laughs> yes so the next question is by pushkar and he asks that because you are a body language expert do you unconsciously or subconsciously find yourself assessing people when you are just like out for a dinner or anything any casual meet okay so when i work with uh, even the most senior of people the one advice which i give people is uh, that don't judge people based on what you know their body language is telling you if you can read people well it should be because you want to connect with them it's because you want to understand what they are trying to you know communicate or not communicate and you should be able to take decisions based on that so one or two examples i mean i might see at times that my child is not being entirely maybe upfront about something that she wants or maybe my husband is a little stressed but he doesn't want to talk about it so does it mean i start prodding them all the time and asking them that you know what's on your mind sometimes i feel that you know there's a little bit of friction in my team you know two people not getting well along so do i want to interfere or not 
So there, what we need to remember is let's not start judging people that, okay, this person is always lying or this person is never honest about what they're saying or this is a person who's never confident about what they're saying. Body language generally is like I say in, you know, these hospitals, we have this ECG monitor, right, which keeps going up and down. That's how body language works. That people sometimes are more happy, they are more confident, at other times they are less happy, less confident. Can you figure that bit out about people and can you make sense of it and respond accordingly? So coming back to these examples that I shared, supposing I take up my team's example, okay? So if I feel there's a little bit of friction, I don't really want to do anything about it. I want them to sort it out by themselves. However, if I can spot that now things are going out of place, like, you know, they are really avoiding each other or when one person is saying something, the other one is trying to, you know, not participate at all, mainly through their body language, less through their words. That's the bit when I want to actually take action on this, right? So instead of judging these people that, you know, they have a lot of big issue, ego issues and they are not wanting to uh, sit and work on a project together, I have to see when can I catch them in good mood by reading their body language, calling them in, making sure that I'm not looking dominant, I'm looking open and relaxed when I'm speaking to them, make sure that they agree with me, not through their words, through their body language, and then they go back and work. If I can do this bit well, then I'm neither judging people nor am I using body language every single time I look at people, right? And that's how most of us should be using it. Yes. Yeah. So when talking about uh, judging, Swapnil again had a question. Ki, uh, is the body language uh, like psychology? Is it like uh, what psychologists do? Uh, can you just uh, read people's mind or something like that? So that's what's the beauty of body language. It's something that's instinctive. Instinctive meaning we have a part of our brain which is called the limbic brain, just for those of you who like to, you know, dabble into psychology, you can look up about the limbic brain. What happens is it's very instinctive. So it reacts within microseconds without you even realizing that you are giving a reaction, you already are. So that bit is honest about our bodies. And that's why body language is a very interesting subject. So if you like psychology, yes, body language helps you to understand three things about people. One, what they are thinking about, second, what they are feeling in their minds, and third, what do they intend to do? So if you pay attention to body language, all these things you can figure out. However, that being said, a lot of body language is contextual. What that means is you have to really pay attention to in what circumstances is a person behaving in a certain way, right? So uh, again, an example that, you know, you might have a friend who is generally very, very happy and expressive all the time. Now, on a certain day, the same friend might be happy and expressive, but not as much as before. So that means there's a difference in body language. On the other hand, you might have a friend who, you know, even when they are very happy, they are not very, very expressive about it. So today, even if they are smiling 10 times in a day, you know that, okay, this person is very, very happy today. So that's why you have to be able to read body language in the right context and by really understanding that it can change from person to person. Okay. So thank you. That's, that concludes our audience segment. And uh, coming to the last one, it's basically what we ask all our guests. And okay. it comprises of two questions. So the first okay. question is that, what is the best mistake that you've ever made, which had a really positive impact on the whole scenario? Ah, OK. Uh, 
i think mistakes we all make right so uh, it will keep depending on you know where i am coming from and at what part of my journey you ask that to me from and i would want to give a very uh, uh, what should i say an answer which makes me look very good that you know i'm giving a diplomatic answer yeah that's the what i was looking for but that's not correct that's not the way you should look at it so i think um, when i started my own business there was a time when you know because this is a subject that's really new in india right when i started in 2013 so a lot of people were not able to understand it and so i had been made an offer by one of my clients saying that you know this is something i do would you like to join me and work with me so what happened is i thought yes. is body language something that's really going to work out for me or should i you know maybe try out something along with it and then see which one works out better for me because that business that the client was offering to me that was to do with my post graduation so in finance so that's when i took up two things at the same time and i could not you know keep up with both the things and there was a time when i felt that you know kind of an identity crisis because one is your passion and the other one is just a backup plan so one advice which i would also like to give all of you is if there's an idea that you really believe in you should just stick to it so i think i wasted some yes. time in you know trying to do two things at the same time and i wish i had not because then i might have been at a later a different platform than i am right now but then i did look back at a lot of mistakes that i had made i did spend a lot of time in you know getting recruiting people speaking to investors a lot of different things which i might not have done if i just stuck to what i am doing right now so yes. that did give me a lot of experience it is helping me out and that's the way you should actually look at all the mistakes that you have right after you yes, make that mistake what did you learn out of it can you yeah. add that and make your personality a wiser personality so that is Absolutely. it for me yeah yeah that, that's really uh, insightful so uh, the second question uh, to this was uh, we all read many books and watch movies so what is the best book or movie that uh, changed your life in a positive way i would want to say my teacher's book obviously because you know that's the book that told me that you know i had this impression that maybe you know body language could be culture driven right because mm -hmm. what happens is a lot of emblems gestures that we use as indians they might be different for say americans europeans australians so this is that one book which i read what everybody is saying which told me and gave me the confidence that that's not the case right there's a lot of body language that stays exactly the same no matter where in the world we go and that's why i am able to work with clients across the world so if you like body language as a subject and you want to read that one book then that's the book because that really did change my life okay and any movies or any number of movies which really inspired you or changed your I'm life i'm a big movie fan because okay. uh, you know if i want to study body language if i want to see you know how do professional people act or in different situations even for our video case studies that we show to our clients i need some background to show to okay. people so there are a lot of such movies that we use i think the godfather is the one that's really really impactful if nothing yeah. else then you can just watch and the first part is the best one so maybe you Absolutely. can start out with that and a lot of great body language nuances also which i used so yeah oh. 
you just took the name of one of my favorite movies. <laughs> that is absolutely brilliant. Uh, yeah, so, so thank you, Mom. Thank you so much. Uh, this interview, uh, this meeting episode has been really informative for all of us because we got many tips. But again, the main thing is that all of us should practice it before yeah. we try to implement it in a big stage. So that is one main thing. So thank you for coming. Thank you for coming on our podcast. And thank you for this episode. I have to thank you both because I think uh, speaking to students helps to, you know, kind of simplify a lot of things that we do. And yes. my belief is that if we start out young, then, uh, you know, we can do a lot of changes that we have to now work with seniors and teach them. So yeah. thank you both for giving me this, you know, wonderful chance to speak to students. Thank you.